0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Loose Lips with me, Georgie Porter, and the incredibly amazing Sharon Carpenter. We have more gossip in these ones haven't we sharon way more yeah. gossip. a whole lot of gossip and way chatter gossip. just yeah. how
0: we like it halloween's coming up isn't it i love halloween do you love halloween i do i've loved halloween uh sort of in more recent years when I was a Mm. kid I wasn't really into Halloween like that we never went Uh trick-or-treating so we missed out on all the fun stuff yeah and uh I mean we had plenty of candy in the house we just didn't go around trick-or-treating um but yeah like since I've been in America and especially like the past few years I've sort of gotten more into dressing up I think probably because of Instagram it's like now I can actually show off
1: the cool. outfit
0: you're going to all that effort yeah so you might as well show it off to everyone right yeah. if you're gonna go all out um so I think since Instagram I've been more into Halloween what about you you a big <sighs>
1: Halloween so I much. love dressing up like with gore and like you know like disgusting things and like creepy <laughs> weird things like I just love dressing up so much. I've never been really one to dress up as, like, a sexy thing. It's, it's – uh, I like more the gore and the, the like, you know, different contacts and the vom.
0: Yeah, yeah. okay, and-
1: okay. So you're
0: more sort of like – you know, Heidi Klum does her big oh, Halloween party every year, Yeah. and she always – she never, like, does the easy sort of sexy Halloween no. costume route. She always <laughs> does something like the anatomy of the body, you know, yeah. with the skin on and yes. um, she was an elderly person one time I think and <laughs> she gets like super super creative
1: that is we've got like makeup artists at work and there's one girl Meg who just loves to create the most grotesque things and I'm always like do your worst and I think I was Tinkerbell once that burnt herself and so I was all like burnt in my skin <gasps> and like blood and flesh and it was incredible wait like did you guys just come up with
0: that out of your imaginations and did you have a pizza pan who was also burnt on the other side no
1: he died
0: oh you (laughs) killed him didn't you he was just dead (laughs) (laughs) savage the savage side of, of tinkerbell i remember when i was doing hq trivia um We had a lot of fun with Halloween, actually, Mm. because there'd be sort of Halloween shows gearing up for Halloween and then the actual Halloween show. So uh, I remember my favorite costume – and I everyone knows it's my favorite because I repost it every year every <laughs> chance I get I like post that picture of this, like, yeah I was, a ske- I was a skeleton yeah so I the stylist got me this really cute like skeleton outfit it was like you know an all-in-one onesie kind of a thing um with uh, a skeleton on it the makeup artist did an incredible job of my makeup like it looked so good it was scary but it was cute at the same yeah. time so wow. I like that sort of combination of the two fusing yeah. together uh, people were like wow that is an epic epic costume you so got that's my re- favorite
1: yeah repost it absolutely i yeah. do all the time I try and bunch them all together and be like look everyone i really love halloween <laughs> what's been your favorite outfit oh so many I was um, a dead Marilyn Monroe once in LA last time because <laughs> when I lived in LA they do a Halloween like so huge don't they like there's big massive parades yeah. in the street and things like that all the way down Santa Monica Street and I just remember I remember having a different outfit over the weekend and like being totally transformed into the different we had the skeleton thing and I oh, just love it Jared. I just want to eat it <laughs> i i
0: went to the halloween parade in new york once and it was amazing it was scary actually there were some really frightening costumes like you know like your sounds super frightening um these were i mean there were people running around with hatchets and knives (gasps) and you know werewolves and it was scary i wouldn't want to walk through that parade by myself no. i'll say that
1: no they they do things like scare fests and things i think i've been i try and go to every single scarefest that is open we've got something in liverpool called farmageddon and it's where i don't know if it happens anymore but it's where this um farmer opens up his farm and creates this absolute scariest thing in the world. Like people coming at you, you get on this little tractor and you drive around and people just scream at you. Then they give you like water pistols and you can like just soak that. Like it is... Trust so whatever me. it is that's coming at you, as if the water's gonna yeah.
0: keep the ghouls. Like, ah!
1: Yeah, yeah, they just
0: ghouls <laughs> the <galls laughs> and then, um ghosts away. Did you hear? This was not a very nice story, but there, it was oh. recently. So there was a haunted house, and I guess his family was going through it. And this guy came out and tried to scare, you know, the visitors. Yeah. Um, somebody who was working there, and with a knife, right? And he stabbed the floor, except he stabbed a little kid's foot <gasps> because it was a real knife. And there we are. I mean, the the kid's okay, thank God. But <gasps> you know, there we are, thinking that they're running around with props. Oh but this no! This guy had a real knife.
1: No, that is horrific. No, that
0: no. So- Yeah, it kind of has changed my way (laughs) of thinking uh, about haunted houses.
1: I mean, there's one way of being real and one way of being... There there was once we did a scare fest and I was like, we were shimmied up against this fence. And I remember one of the zombie girls just going like this and she hit me on the head with the fence and I went, ow, and she went, she was like, I'm so sorry. I went, don't ever come out of character. You've ruined this for me. (laughs) (gasps) because i thought no matter what happens you have to stay in character like (sighs) don't Don't lose it this girl
0: was so confused this poor girl working there (laughs) she She literally went
1: she was like oh sorry (laughs) <laughs> but no, there's a limit, isn't there? Like you cannot actually really stab things. Like that's not normal.
0: That's yeah, hard. well, I just would have thought that if you're going to stab the floor, you might do it with something that doesn't have a pointy end to it. Yeah. Maybe, you know, like a rounded sort of oh, a blade. They or went something. too
1: far. They, yeah. they
0: went a little too far. They took it a, a little too seriously. <laughs> but I mean, I do like stuff like that. Oh God, I remember one I went to, was it in Florida? I felt like it was in Florida. Mm-hmm. And we go into the, you go through to these, different rooms and we went into this one room and I was freaking out in that room because there were dead bodies hanging so (sighs) it was like a it was like (sighs) bushes (sighs) right except they were human bodies that were like hanging upside down by hooks And then the body started moving, like the hook started moving along like a little, not conveyor belt, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And I just started freaking out and then things started coming up the walls and Uh. so
1: it was fun, but it was maybe a little too much for me. That's much. Do you know what? Sensory overload. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, being in, in it as well, but you know what is much, Sharon? I don't know if you've seen this. Squid Game. Have you watched it?
0: You know, the funny thing is I have, I have the TV on behind me. Right. And it says squid game takes SNL, which is Saturday night live. So I guess that, which is like a massive show uh, here in America, but I have not seen it. Can you believe that? I have not seen it. I'm oftentimes, unless I need to see it for work, I'm oftentimes behind mm. on a lot of the stuff that everyone's talking about yeah. um, TV-wise. But Squid Game, tell me tell me about it. I mean, I have a bit of an idea of what it's about. No spoilers, uh, though, Georgie, because I am going to watch uh, it next week when things slow down a bit.
1: Yeah, no spoilers, 100%. But it is Korean, so you have to pick whether you want to watch it in, like, subtitles or, like, voiceover, Okay. Now, I'm not going to What lie, did you like, pick? Um, <laughs> the voiceover. Yeah. Because I know for a fact, like, I, I can't read and watch the screen at the same time. Like, I want to watch the acting. I don't want to read. And yeah, because then your eyes down there and then yeah. you might miss the facial expression over here. Yeah. What happened in the corner. Yeah. Exactly. And you want to see the screen for how it's happening because that's how they've made it. So mm. I have done the voiceover. It is the worst voiceover. Like... <laughs> This is just me and my personal preference uh-huh. of, like, going, I, I almost stopped watching it because of the voiceover. I was like... How bad was this voiceover? So bad. Why? It is so is it- bad. So, like, for example, they... So, it's American accents. Okay. And I, like, I... I I know, okay, I know that Korean language is not the same as American language. So there's certain voice, like mouth shapes where they're going, oh. And so I think sometimes the American just go, oh, to try and fit with the voice and the face.
0: Oh, and it doesn't translate in the same way. Well,
1: I don't know, because I just think there's no, I don't think the saying that word with that, I don't, like, I would love someone to tell me and correct me and tell me that that is the same mouth shape for that word in in American. You know what I mean? So I need to know this. Because, yeah. Because the, I can't see that happening in real life. Um. Also, they give like the oldest man an accent, a Korean accent, but not... And the Indian man an accent. So everyone else is American. So there's just... But everyone else is Korean, but they've all got
0: American, straight up American accents.
1: I need you to watch it and tell me ASAP what you think, because for me personally, I think, I don't know, I think I'd want an accent or not. Do you know what I mean? I think You want an accent from everybody. So to
0: you, it doesn't feel authentic. Like you want to hear the, obviously the voiceover in English, but you want the Korean accent to make it feel a bit more authentic to go. Along
1: I, that's what I mean. I don't know yeah. where, where I sit with this or whether I'm right or wrong. But for me personally, there was just bits where I was like, what is what are we, yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to watch it because, you know, somebody actually came out, I'm not
0: sure who they are. Um, I, I They may be involved in the show, uh, but I read it in a news article. Somebody who's Korean who said that, uh, they basically screwed up the translation and a lot of what's said is not what's actually being said really? on the uh, well, show. There you so go. I know so so
1: yeah, <laughs> it sounds like you're onto something. But do you like it though? I loved it. I mean, okay. I've got anxiety ever since I saw it. Like I am on a high alert of constant, you know, it's my anxiety is like, um, and I hope young people don't think it's real and should be real ever. Obviously, you know, it, there's a lot of violence and some violence is like, whoa, that's, have I been inside a long time? And am I scared of things? Oh, ooh.
0: But yeah, it sounds like it's a sort of a a modern day kind of Lord of the Flies sort of a situation. I, again, I don't know much about it, but I, still, I used to love that book, Lord of the Flies, by the way. It is time to get to our first news story. Yes. So yes. Uh, there's actually a thrifty students Right, who has revealed how she saves hundreds by buying from charity shops where she snaps up Dior and Burberry pieces for as little as 40 pounds. So this fashion influencer who used to be embarrassed to be seen in charity shops has revealed how she saves up to 150 pounds per shopping trip on designer hauls. Hope Bailey, her name is. <clears throat> and guess where she's from? Manchester. Do you know her?
1: Yes, yeah. I know her. I don't know,
0: know. her. <laughs> uh, well, Hope Bailey, she started shopping regularly at charity shops and car boot sales three years ago when she wanted to expand her wardrobe without breaking the bank. Smart girl. After mm-hmm. snapping up vintage Burberry and Coach bags and purses, a Dior t shirt, and Mulberry belt for a fraction of the original price, she now shops almost exclusively secondhand and hopes by showing off her. A hobby to break the second-hand taboo. Despite feeling embarrassed by going into the second-hand stores with her mom as a child, Hope now embraces the bargains that she bags and insists that charity shops are not the smelly places that people think. She mm-hmm. said, when I was in high school, I would buy eight things from an online fast fashion business for about £200, and now I can get 50, if not more things, for about £40 from charity shops. Uh, so I'm saving hundreds a month well I'm that's a 50 pieces for 40 pounds it's like
1: yeah that's in the pounds like, really is it that cheap I, oh so cheap also I think oh. you know I think as well to pull off certain things and things like that you've just got to be sort of out there and just be willing and confident to sort of wear these things but do you remember we were talking last time Sharon, about like what we're doing with our clothes and giving it away and there's, yeah. there's so many clothes I've given to charity and I thought oh, was like probably expensive, really good thing that if somebody will find, they'll be like, oh, what a treat. I knew I saw her Burberry bag somewhere else before Georgie. (laughs) Yeah, and so I do think charity shops are, but also what is tricky because some charity shops, I think, take some good stuff and take them to certain places. Uh, So that they can. So they have like a higher end charity shop, which I don't know whether that's, Okay. I mean, it is because you're going to go to that shop and you're going to know you're going to find some really good stuff.
0: And they can get more money for that stuff there.
1: Yeah, but then, yeah, I suppose for charity because then you get more money, so it's good. But then Mm -hmm. why can't it be down local? area? Well, then it's... I always think it depends what people wear in that area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you go to sort of somewhere really posh, high-end, and they give all their stuff to charity, it's going to be different to someone who... Is not that high end and doesn't spend. That and they're amount. giving like their fast fashion, like five pajamas,
0: fashion, <laughs> fashion over dress to charity. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I remember back in the days when you know kids used to pick on each other, saying, "Oh, you got that outfit from the mm. charity shop." So I think it was something that, as kids, we were all embarrassed by. But yeah. our parents were never embarrassed to go into a charity <laughs> shop or a thrift shop. And I think you get older and you're like, well, there is no shame in my game here. And I, th- I yeah. love the fact that she is inspiring this new trend. Because the great thing about shopping in charity shops and secondhand stores, thrift shops and stuff, you can find really unique pieces that mm-hmm. nobody else has. and really, really good quality ones, as well as, of course, saving. But the thing is, isn't it the most embarrassing thing when you go out? And there's somebody else there wearing the same exact outfit, right? Yeah. That can be embarrassing. Or you take this picture and you're like, like, yeah, you know, I've got this look down. And then you see that your friend's like wearing the same outfit and- 500 people Yeah. yeah. So- So if you really want to wear and rock that unique look, finding those special pieces in thrift stores and charity shops, like that is the way to go. You just have to be ready, obviously, to sift through everything because there aren't multiple sizes. It's like a one-off. It either fits Mm. you or it doesn't. So I, I like it. And I haven't done it. I haven't done a lot of that. But I want to get into it. And Georgie, what do you think of this idea? Sunday brunch and then Sunday brunch with the girls and then shopping at the thrift stores. Yeah. You where know, you can help each other find those pieces. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And you know what? You're in luck where you are because in New York, they have some really cool. I remember I traveled over to New York and I we spent like New Year there and stuff. We went to some thrift stores because it was the thing to do. And I brought mm. back antiques like not just clothes but I ended up buying like really cool tissue holders and you know jewelry and stuff like that and I was like this is epic because somebody else's junk is another person's treasure and I was just sometimes you just want new things don't you and it doesn't have to be something really expensive or something brand new it's just you want a new new object or a new dress or a new jacket And the thing about vintage as
0: well, like it brings character, it brings a whole different flavor. Mm. I was talking about this with a a friend of mine. Um, well, you know, even with my place, we've been talking about how I've been redoing my place. Right. And I'm in a pre-war building. It's a really, really old building. So the walls aren't perfect and the ceiling isn't perfect. And when we were redoing stuff, we were like trying to make it perfect. But then he was like, no, he said the thing that Brings character to your apartment and makes it different is the fact Mm. that it's like really old, yeah. You know, so so add to that rustic feel and you know, and it's true because when I first came to look at this place and I walked in, I'd seen all these other places. I was like, oh, this is it. It's the character of Mm. this place. Um, So. So yeah, like stuff from back in the days, those vintage pieces, those antiques can really add something special and super, super unique because modern can go out of style really quickly, uh, but that stuff is classic and, and here to stay. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts from, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Acast. Just search for Paranormal Activity with Yvette Fielding.
1: break don't know about you guys so we've got a um loads of things happened um listener letter number one from toby hi sharon and georgie i've been really struggling with a friendship recently me and my mate george have been friends for about a year and a half now we met through work and hit it off when we realized we had a few shared interests we no longer work together but we've always kept in touch For a while, I felt like it's always been me making plans for the two of us to meet up. And more recently, he started to cancel on plans at last minute. I'm not sure if he has some personal stuff going on, but I've tried asking him how he is and I don't get much back from him. Do you think it's best to just call time on the friendship or should I push and try and get more of an explanation from him about what's going on? Oh, Toby and George. Mm -hmm.
0: Well... You know, you don't want to just dump your friend because they're acting a little standoffish, right?
1: Like yeah.
0: <laughs> You know, you've, you've been friends for long enough where you don't just, you know, just just dump them um, yeah. <laughs> over something like this. I think that, <laughs> I, I mean, there could be any number of things. Obviously, COVID, a lot of people have become really introverted mm. and sort of don't even know how to be around people uh, again. I, I just saw a friend of mine the other day who said he hadn't been out like the whole time. Like he hadn't yeah. been around anyone. He'd basically been isolating for the good part, the better part of a year. Um, so. So that could be something going on. There could be something else that he's dealing with, perhaps health wise or family wise. So I I think that you want to try to get to the bottom of it, but you also want to give people their time and their space so that when they're ready uh, to talk and open up, um, then they will rather than pressuring them to do it. So I would try maybe, you know, asking if he wants to do Zoom drinks, you know, so he doesn't have to come out. I could just do zoom drinks or coffee and maybe you phrase it not like oh I want to talk to you but like oh I'd love to catch up like there's some new things I want to tell you about and you can give him some updates on what's been going on in your life uh, and then you can gradually sort of ease in just have that conversation try to get him to open up and, and see what's happening there um but Obviously, people grow apart as well. So that Mm. could be the other thing. Maybe you've pissed him off and he never wants to talk to you again. Mm. Uh, That that (laughs) Mm. is a possibility. uh, But I would say don't jump ship just yet.
1: No, I agree. I think you are very right, Sharon. And sometimes people go through things in their lives and they just aren't ready to deal with maybe other people's problems and they're dealing with it themselves. I know that I... I've been through that at times. I've been like, I've got so much going on. I literally have no time for my friends' problems right now because I am such a giving person and I want to be able to go, I want to take everything on of you. But if I'm dealing with my own stuff, it's very hard to do that. But then also when my friends do message me and they say what's going on or whatever, I do like to go, can we arrange something in the future? Like, so I don't lose my friends because also, like you said, sometimes friendships like run out they have a sell-by date don't they sometimes don't them some, do. some people cannot tolerate certain things I know there's one friend doesn't talk to me anymore because I never replied back to her on text and I was just like I don't reply to everyone like that so your tolerance is different to other friends mm-hmm. I just can't be there for you as much as you want me to so I'm sorry yeah okay if that's the way it's going then yeah that's the thing not everyone
0: and when you look back at your friendships that you've had throughout your Mm. life most of them probably aren't in your life anymore Mm. right um sometimes people are there for a specific reason and we realize at a certain point what that was and sometimes we might never realize uh maybe you're there in their life to help them with something uh Mm. you never know but But yeah, we grow as people and we evolve and we change. And sometimes those friends that we had back in the days don't necessarily fit into Mm. our new life, as as harsh as that might sound. I was really good friends with somebody at one of the networks where I worked. We were good friends mainly because we worked together on a lot of stories and Mm. we have the same interests as well. And we used to go to a lot of events together as well. And we had some really great times. Like I do miss those times hanging out with her. But when I left, we would get on the phone and sometimes we'd be on the phone, i didn't want to be on the phone this long but sometimes as long as two hours and literally the whole time she was just complaining yeah. and bad-mouthing people and I realized oh. and I knew it then there's something sort of a bit negative about her spirit draining. To be yeah while she could be really fun sometimes it was very draining and so I'm there on the phone first of all I've got stuff to do but I'm like trying to get off and I can't because she keeps talking and she's bad-mouthing everyone she's trying to bring me into it mm. and like everything was just negative 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 and then you get off the phone you feel like you said completely drained yeah. and like you've done nothing productive and I just didn't want that in my life anymore and I don't want to be dragged into bad-mouthing people or talk about yeah when so-and-so said this about so-and-so I'm like I, I don't, care. don't care you know there's I a don't billion care. better thing. yeah I can give it. Damn. Yeah. So um at a certain point I just started distancing myself and not really answering the phone and, and she's still she still called. She, she'd still call, but then I think she realized and sometimes she was negative towards me as well. Like she wasn't supportive oh, of the new stuff no. I was doing. So then now, you know, I'll still run into her every once in a while and it does it is a bit awkward, it is, but I feel much better
1: not having her in my life. Yeah. The, the basis. yeah. It is crazy that you do have to do that and go, I'm not I don't want this energy from this friend so maybe toby you need to talk it through with george because maybe there's i don't know hopefully you're not bringing anything because sometimes people don't realize right Mm. a lot of people
0: just get on the phone they just start complaining about things and they don't realize how draining that can be to the person on the receiving end
1: or maybe they don't realize how much you care and actually how much you want to hang out because maybe that is just not you've not been able to say that maybe Absolutely. they're just carrying on without
0: yeah. zoom drinks you'll find out everything you need to know <laughs>
1: that's all we've got time for sharon was it already wow thank you everyone for listening to us <laughs> it's like we force it on you you have <laughs> to listen
0: <laughs> you better have been listening
1: um we've me georgie Porter, and amazing sharon carpenter there's a bonus episode on friday like you don't know extra lippy we'll be back on tuesday next week subscribe or follow rate and review please yeah, we want to hear from you. Loose lips at createproductions.com, send
0: us your listener letters. And we're on Instagram. Yes, we are. It's true. At the Loose Lips Podcast. Loose Lips Podcast, sorry. Uh, also at the Missy Porter, at Sharon Carpenter, and you can find us on WhatsApp. This is what we really want. We really would love you to send your messages and your voice notes. Okay, we want to hear those lovely voices. Um, send them to if you're in the UK. 07599 927 537 if you're in the US plus 447599 927 537 okay and start your message with the word lips so we we know it's for us so okay? we know so we know it's real we know <laughs> see you soon guys goodbye